Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. This is Friday, the ninth day of June. In the year of our Lord, 2023, I will be talking about what I believe to be Robert Kennedy Jr.'s heroic struggle for what is left of liberty in America. Sometimes it seems necessary to resist those who seek your enslavement, who seek tyranny for your nation right now. Bobby Kennedy's doing a fine job of fighting back. Yes, I imagine it's lonely out there on the battle lines against those who want to keep Americans in the dark, deny access to virtually all truthful and reliable information. Time after time throughout most of my life, Americans have been brainwashed, indoctrinated, and deceived. Not many political candidates stand against that deception. All candidates pay lip service to it. They say they will drain the swamp, but in the end, the swamp is still there. Only deeper, more impassable than ever. Kennedy, on the other hand, knows full well the consequences of attempts to tell the truth to the American people. The truth is so vital, so important. It is hard to imagine a free country without truth. We in America are denied the truth time and again, and therefore... We are not truly free. Sometimes we, the people, would just appreciate a real investigation to at least attempt to find the truth. But instead, we get some type of sham investigation run by those beholden to one side or another. Time and again, our representatives fail us. We fail ourselves by not insisting on a real investigation, but instead... We get the dog and pony show they offer us. These shams all contribute to the erosion of truth. They set precedents that stop us from even expecting the truth anymore. The lessons have been learned, but the powers that be continue their program of deception, and we continue to align ourselves with one side or another, despite evidence that both sides are in it together. Sometimes we ask why things always seem to get worse day by day and administration by administration. Wouldn't it be safe to assume that if there were no conspiracies to harm us, one side or the other might eventually do the right thing by accident or by simple chance? No, no, that would never happen. It's always not just the wrong thing, but the worst thing. Each administration does the thing that divides us the most, that is most destructive of our civilization, most likely to kill, maim, and destroy. I was 15 years old when President Kennedy was murdered, not much older when his brother Robert was murdered, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, all killed. We wonder what happened. But we shouldn't wonder because the establishment tells us. They tell us very quickly we're supposed to accept their answers. No real investigation. Just move along here, folks. Nothing to see. The Gulf of Tonkin incident. What happened there? Moving NATO to Russia's border. 9-11, weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, all the rest. We're supposed to just process the lies and move along. Would it be fair to say that the people who lied to us constantly about those things, let alone the people who actually did them, should no longer be in public office. In his campaign speeches, Kennedy doesn't attack individuals, at least not many and not yet. He may eventually be forced to do that, but right now he limits himself to discussions about policy. He opposes today's censorship rules, which make certain topics off-limits to discussion. Only one view is permitted. Nothing else can even be talked about, let alone investigated. He refers to himself as a free speech absolutist. That separates him from every other announced candidate that I am aware of. Can you imagine a political candidate telling the truth about his or her real position on censorship and speech? No one says, if elected, 
I will support keeping you in the dark. I will permit sham or no real investigations on my watch. I will lie to you constantly, and at least 51% of you will be okay with that. That'll be enough. No, none of them say that. But nevertheless, that's what they all do once elected. Politicians become very good at running for office, getting elected, and not very good at anything else, but not many of them has as their masthead platform plank. I will set out to heal the divide by telling the truth to the American people. The truth is sometimes ugly, sometimes hard to bear, but it's what we need right now to heal our division, at least allow us to look at what we have allowed to happen to us over the last 60 years or so. The U.S. government, through its politicians, its bureaucrats, as well as its intelligence agencies, does the same thing in America that it does abroad to gain power around the world, create enemies both real and imagined for people. Pick at old wounds, old animosities that may have existed for centuries, create a climate whereby only the U.S. government and its military can protect you from your enemies here in America. Power is gained and maintained by creating two political parties, which are virtually identical. Other parties are allowed, of course, in name only, under very strict rules of formation and access to the ballot. It is denied through financial manipulation. If you're not a member of one of these two identical parties, you literally have no chance whatsoever of being elected to anything above local races, which are virtually nonpartisan anyway. Those two parties constantly divide us by telling us that the other party and its members are evil. They have access to our children more than we do by the fact that they have them five days per week, eight hours per day for at least 16 years. They have our children during their awake hours. We only have them asleep or glued to their video devices where the indoctrination intensifies and reinforces their school indoctrination. They teach our children to to believe and the impossible, but the impossible becomes what we are expected to accept in this theater of the absurd that is America today. Would you like to see an end to at least some of that? If we had free speech, we would be free to speak our minds without fear of being censored, without fear of losing our jobs, etc. We could conduct investigations by non-aligned investigators and publish the results. That type of society is more appealing to me than what we have now. But I know many resist its allure with passionate intensity. I believe that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. seeks that type of freedom that many people seem fearful of truth-telling. Therefore, they malign him. His own party chooses to deal with him by ignoring him, by pretending he does not exist or that he is not worthy of mentioning. The other party is a mixture of support, probably because he might hurt their opponents, as well as the vilest attacks directed at him. The corporate media smears him as a lunatic on an ego trip. They don't understand him. They clearly have not been listening to his speeches, or or maybe they have, and they're afraid. I recently read a commentary which said that a Kennedy presidency would mean the government grows and freedom shrinks. That statement is the opposite of the truth, which is what I have come to expect from the media. He noted in his announcement speech that totalitarians hate anything they can't control, and they obviously can't control him. The hit jobs will continue, but perhaps they will backfire because so many people mistrust the media, anything coming out of it. On the other hand, I've read positive things about him on various libertarian sites which like and appreciate his platform of truth and liberty. The libertarians I've read 
seemed to be approaching him as guardedly optimistic and hopeful, but with a so far so good attitude. Those in the swamp, which is the American arm of the global ruling elite, are apparently content to use the label and dismiss tactic with Kennedy, at least at first. That tactic is designed to signal to all their members who control access to our information that he is not one of us and is therefore not to be portrayed in a positive light under any circumstances. I'm guardedly optimistic about him as well because I want him to be the someone who will take on the global ruling parasites who seek to impose totalitarian tyranny on a global scale as they siphon off the wealth of the world for their own use. In their sick minds, they deserve all wealth after all because we are all just sheep on the global plantation over which they alone have dominion. The global elite who see every problem as one of global scale with only global solutions as possibilities have sharply accelerated their efforts recently as evidenced by the recent World Economic Forum annual meeting. They want and are working night and day to implement a single global government with no representative forum, such as what we have chosen to call democracy. They are building a global empire run by exclusive club of elite members who owe allegiance to no one. They are good, they're wise, they're superior to all others because they've been empowered by some force to save the planet. In order to save the planet, they must greatly reduce the planet's population war. Is an acceptable method, but bioweapons are much preferred because they are quicker and their numbers can be massive. I'm not just making that apocalyptic scenario up, by the way, because everything I have said is confirmed by the words coming out of the World Economic Forum, especially from the words of Dr. Naomi Wolf, who was charged with cataloging and analyzing the thousands of pages of Pfizer documents Ordered to be released by a judge, Dr. Wolf put together a medical team of 3,500 professionals and scientists to assist her. Those documents reveal that Pfizer knew exactly what their vaccines would do and are still doing. What that company did and is doing is nothing short of attacking the ability of women, especially women in the Western countries, to reproduce. Read Dr. Wolf's words. Listen to her videos where she explains her findings this Liberal woman has had her eyes opened by what amounts to genocide against humanity. Keep in mind that Pfizer was just the modality of the attack on humanity, just as the producers of bioweapons have always been. Someone, some group, must unleash the weapon on humanity, then persecute them until they submit to its use like trusting sheep. This attack on humanity needs to stamp out and suppress freedom in every aspect of our lives, economic freedom, political freedom freedom to receive and accept or reject accurate information that is not propaganda, the freedom to move about as we see fit, freedom to make our own health care decisions, and the mental freedom to think for ourselves. All these things are under constant relentless attack, and the redoubts are giving way one by one. The final part of this attack is religious. It's religious in that it is an attack against the created order of God. Yes, folks. It all sounds crazy, as truth often does in this crazy world we live in, but I believe what I've just said is true, and that is the real danger, the number one issue, or should be in any campaign. Robert, is Robert F. Kennedy Jr. our knight without armor who will go forth and oppose this force of pure evil that confronts humanity? Time will tell, folks, but if he is... 
then God will have to raise him up because he will never catch a fair break in the media. Finally, folks, I'm not going to give you the usual disclaimer about the fact that Bobby Kennedy isn't perfect, that he has made mistakes and will continue to make mistakes. I'm simply saying that if there is another candidate out there who is committed to the truth as he is, I don't see that candidate at this moment, at least the way I see it. Till next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.